Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin We begin the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard for the next two hours here at South Point Casino in fabulous Las Vegas. And, Pritch, what a show today. You know, you and I were just kind of cutting it up before the show. And, I mean, we talked golf for like 10 minutes <laughs> because I, I, I'm so excited for the first round of the PGA uh, Championship, which does begin tomorrow. Uh, but we do have a great show on tap. Of course, on a Wednesday, that means we're going to have Steve Mackinan on. He's got great numbers associated with the NBA in the conference finals that we're going to break down uh, in detail. CP, my guy Carl Paulson, who I went to high school with, first Colonial High School in Virginia Beach, shout out to the 757. He's going to join us uh, live from uh, Tulsa. He's there on the grounds at Southern Hills, so we'll get Carl's thoughts. And I know he was out there listening to the guys walking the golf course today, uh, and we'll hear from CP and get his expert opinion on who might just win this thing. And then in hour number two, Lou Finicaro, you know, you think UFC with Lou, mm-hmm. but also hockey. Oh, yeah. And he gave out some plays a couple months ago in this very program, which looked pretty darn good. Hopefully you took that advice here a couple months later. So we're going to get into all that with Lou. What was your mascot? Uh, we were the Patriots. The Patriots. Patriots. Okay. Very First Colonial Patriots. And, you know, Carl and I, growing up, he played with a lot of my still best buds today. They mm-hmm. played golf together, and they were really good. I sucked. (laughs) So I didn't quite get that, you know, lineage of Virginia Beach. But uh, but it it was really cool, like, watching him become a PGA Tour professional and now seeing him and hearing him on SiriusXM and out there hanging out with Tiger and the boys. And, you know, just some of the insight that he can glean uh, from the golf course that even I as a better, Mm -hmm. you know, I I always ask Carl, I'm like, hey, what's the winning number? Right, right. Like, because then you can kind of map out who you think can hit those numbers and who might really be able to go low. And Pritch, just at first glance, I look at this thing, and this is why I love having guys like Carl on. I have no idea what the number is going to look like. Is it going to be 12 under? Is it going to be 16 under when we get to Sunday? Is it going to be 7 or 8 under? Like, how difficult is golf course going to play? Or is it going to be relatively easy for a major? Because we are hearing Mm -hmm. wide fairways, which normally means – Bombers can hit it everywhere. Fast greens, though. Fast greens right. is always the tricky it's a long part. Long course too, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to the discussion with Carl 
um, Dave, because one, I, one of my biggest regrets as an athlete. Stop it. Because uh, I was an athlete. Wait, wait, I, I was wait. a track guy, football guy, baseball. I was an athlete, and I, I didn't play golf. I made fun of golfers in high school. So did I, actually. <laughs> okay, see, I'm not alone there. No, no, But I no. wish I wouldn't have. I wish I would have picked up a, a club or two and learned how to play golf way back when. But here's, what, here's the problem that I have with great profess, professional athletes like yourself. Is I know many a guy, let's say, I, I remember watching Joe Theismann on the range back in our <laughs> D.C. days. And he had this big chicken wing. Mm -hmm. And he's just piping it three bills straight right down the fairway, right? I remember guys like Lorenzo Alexander we've had in the program. You know, former, uh, you know, two-time pro bowler, played 15 years in the NFL. Lorenzo never golfed when he played football. And he's been retired, what, two years from the league? Now he's golfing every day in every Arizona. Day. And he kicked my butt, mm -hmm. right? So, like, I, you guys have this... <laughs> Innate ability to just figure it out, whereas mere mortals, we 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 grind. Prince, I've been playing that damn game for thirty plus years now, and I'm still not that good. Oh, look, okay, you say we figure it out. We can figure it out, but it's still not very good, though. <laughs> I mean, I have not yet broken eighty, I, and I've been playing golf I. for what twenty years now. Yeah, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> so, you, like, I I had a putt for seventy nine sure. in Pinehurst mm -hmm. years ago, missed it on the high side, pro side. So I had to settle for my 80. I don't know if I'll ever get back there. Right. Like, that's different level golf. And you're talking about breaking 80, so I know you're already better than I am. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get up with Carl and see how it's going to play out there at Southern Hills. But, you know, yesterday, game yeah. one uh, of the NBA, final, uh, the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, and you and I were talking about this a little bit before the show, too, that, boy, all of a sudden, you know, Miami's one-and-a-half, two-point favorites all day. And then the news breaks. Mm -hmm. Now, we kind of knew that Marcus Smart wasn't going to be able to go, so that wasn't the biggest surprise. But the Al Horford news was big news. And he's in COVID protocols. He couldn't go in game one. And, boy, if it didn't have a tangible effect. I mean, we saw how important Horford was in the last series and really how great he was of turning back the hands of time. And we don't know if he's going to be there for game two. The number went all the way up to five. And yet, really, even though being down eight at halftime mm – -hmm. I never felt like the Heat were in danger of losing this game. And boom, they roll out. That third quarter, a 22-2 two, two stretch, and they roll, and the, the number, they easily cover the number, and the total goes well over it. Pritch, what did you think of how Boston looked without Al Horford and Marcus Well, Martin? Dave, initially, I'm, I was, I was kind of nervous about my bet because I was on the Celtics. I had them plus two points, and I did it early, early, too. Uh, I let my guard down. Uh, I did not consider COVID. But uh, how, how could you, though? Well, you know so what I mean? it, well, let's get on that. Because as a better, I, I remember in the National Football League, down the stretch, they go, right? Mm. Um, they stop testing. <laughs> they just stop <laughs> testing. So it's like, we, wait a minute. Everybody's <laughs> going to get COVID. We're not testing, right? The National Football League made a business decision that they way. Did. Remember that as yes. a better. So as a better now in the NBA playoffs, uh, I'm, I'm not considering protocols, even though Steve Kerr missed the games as mm -hmm. a coach. And I, I'm thinking, okay. Coach, coach. You know, right? Player Horford. That didn't come. Uh, I didn't consider that at all as a better. But when the line moved, uh, I was looking after the halftime, and I was feeling comfortable at that moment. Is there up eight? Sure, but then you could see the tide turning. You could see the Heat asserting themselves and doing what they were doing, uh, which was incredible. By the way, we'll get into that more as well. Mm -hmm. But I was looking for a number to kind of either hedge out or to cover my bet. Uh, but I couldn't find one endgame. It was seven, nine. Uh, even though the Celtics went on a couple of runs there, sure. I still just did, couldn't feel comfortable. So a teachable moment for me is when I see news like that affect that number, 
I should have looked at some props on the other side with the Heat. Butler went off. Hero was another right. prop that would have been uh, successful, too. So uh, I, I filed that one away. But I did completely let my guard down when it comes to COVID, though. I got to be honest with you. I don't blame you as, as a better in that scenario because I, too, would never have thought about COVID at this stage mm-hmm. of the NBA playoffs. Now, again, we knew about it with Kyrie throughout the season, right? Then they literally switched the rule in New York City, so you thought, all right, this is good, right. unvaccinated player. Here's the problem, because, you know, yesterday, Wes and I were, were talking right here in the Lombardi line, and we were both like, we kind of liked Miami in game one, and maybe it'd be a buyback spot in, for the Celtics in game two, if they lose game mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And remember, yesterday, the Seas were minus $1.85 to win this series. Now, it's Miami. They flipped the script here. Now, Miami is the favorite uh, to win this series. So you go, well, this is, this is exactly what we talked about. So here's the time to hop in on the Seas. Wait a minute. Because of those protocols now, and because, as you just said, I can't be a blind better now, mm-hmm. you got to realize that Al Horford, we don't know if he's going to be available in game two. There were videos circulating that he was hanging out with his guys, uh, you know, not too far away from tip, and some of the other Celtics are not vaccinated. So here we are again. So how do you then blindly say, hey, <laughs> Let me take the C's at plus $1.15 and right. come back and win this series because no harm, no foul. Nobody's won in somebody else's home court. Right. As I looked at this series, too, and examined it, Dave, though, I was thinking six or seven either way. Both these two teams, one and two seeds, and they're, they're, the matchups are kind of identical on both sides. But now if you take away Marcus Smart and Horford oh uh, off the floor, that's, that's difficult for the Celtics against the Heat, uh, what they present. Uh, but just thinking back what you were just talking about, too, I mean, even college football. Uh, in the bowls, I mean, they were like, we're not going to test. Uh, but, no, that's not the situation. I I don't know as – how do you handicap that situation? How do you – I, I get – Rich, i got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't if think the, you can. The, you can't. Right. It's, it's almost impossible to theorize. Because, remember, this news of Horford came yesterday, now semi-early in the day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're trying to get those best numbers, so we're firing away earlier, right? And so – you look at this going into game two, and right now I'm seeing Boston as four-point dogs right. in this one. The total is back up a little bit to 207 and a half. You know, to me, and you heard Eric Spolstra say it after the game, Coach Bo from Miami. The one thing that I thought was intriguing about it, when everybody was kind of on the seas, and I get it. I understand mm-hmm. after the Milwaukee series why people were. He says, you know, he's not out there, Jimmy Butler. He's not out there for numbers. He's out there to kill you. Right, and that's what Jimmy Butler does. Right, he's going to figure out a way. So keep, keep talking about Boston and and keep ignoring us, the number one seed, and they'll just go out there and kind of take your heart. And and they did that in the second half. My thing is going to be, if as long as they've got Jason Tatum, they should have a, a good chance to bounce sure, back in game sure. two. Sure. The problem is if you watched the game last night, did Jason Tatum look like a confident superstar? Well, he was uncomfortable in the role that was, he was in, though, because he's without Horford and he's without Marcus Smart, whereas Butler more comfortable in a role that he's in and he has been in throughout the playoffs, throughout that series with the Philadelphia 76ers, too. So I, 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 Tatum, to me, if he becomes more comfortable, if they can make adjustments, then I think he'll adjust and, and he'll become what we saw earlier against the Bucks uh, and then against the Nets, right? Right. But I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if they can rely on Derek White uh, the way that they want to. Pritchard. Uh, Pritchard came off the uh, he, he bench. Knocks him down. Brother from another mother. Right. Stepped up big time. <laughs> he stepped up big time. I love uh, it. And he went toe-to-toe with Hero, which you're going to have to match those those points off the bench, that mm-hmm. production. But the thing is, the rotations, though, I mean, 
Celtics maybe worn down a little bit too. And Robert too Williams, yeah, who, right. who looked great for a while, but then he got hurt right, later exactly, on in the game too. Exactly. And we saw Grant Williams was on the floor a lot mm-hmm. last night. He's taking shots. All of a sudden, that depth that Boston has. That gets eroded when you take out two starters right. very, very quickly. And then Tatum in that different role, too. So, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and I, I want to get more of your thoughts on this as a guy who's been there, done that at the highest levels. Like, I'm not being critical of, of Jason Tatum today, but Jimmy Butler is a superstar, mm-hmm. right? But Jason Tatum has more talent than, than Jimmy Butler. I, I, I think that's fair to say. But he, he's got to realize that talent because Jimmy's maximizing his abilities. Sure. See, so that's what makes a true superstar. But as a facilitator, can you understand and identify passing lanes too as, as in a guy in a role that he's not familiar with? Because right, okay, Miami at that. Yeah, Miami's uh, already switching. I mean, you're seeing things that you don't normally see. And right. so uh, there's going to be that adjustment. Tape is going to be everything for the Boston Celtics. Absolutely. So we'll get in more to game two, but also we have a game one tonight. Uh, between Dallas as they begin their series with the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. We'll break all of that down. And again, plenty more to get to. We got uh, Lou Finicaro, Carl Paulson, and Steve Mackinnon. Come on back. Just getting it cranked up here on a Wednesday on the Lombardi on Avistan, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 522 4,700. Back alongside Mike Pritchard. I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line right here on Vista and Pritchard. We're talking about, we're going to talk a lot of golf today. I'm seeing Dustin Johnson up there right now doing the press. And, and you mentioned that like you, 
you pro athletes can kind of figure out different games. Certainly the game of golf is one of those that comes to mind. So are you a bomber off the tee? Like, do you crush it? <laughs> no, no, I am, uh, uh, I guess, a puncher. Really? You're tee. a punch and judier? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to say that phrase, but I am a puncher. <laughs> Uh, My mom is named Judy, <laughs> okay. so I shouldn't say that you either. You could do that. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing that. But, no, I punch it. I try to punch it down the middle if I can. It'll yeah. go right. It'll go left, of course. Okay. It'll hit a house maybe. Um, but, <laughs> no, I, uh, no I, I I work on my scrambling ability that's, constantly. That's huge. <laughs> it that's is. All, that's all it is. <laughs> it is. I'm getting to the stage of, like, you know, when you were a young man and you go, oh, I want to play old man golf. You mm -hmm. watch the older golfers out there. And they kind of put it down the middle. doesn't go very far, right. but they keep it in play. Oh, absolutely. That's, I'm kind of getting to that stage. Okay, I know. Yeah. I know. So old, old man, man golf. Old man golf's not bad, though. It's, it's not fun. bad. Right. It's controllable golf. It's controllable golf. That's not what we're going to see mm -hmm. from the big bombers at yeah. the BGA Championship. But when you hit a house, it, you've not experienced golf yet until you've hit a house. Damn right. And the ladies come out and cuss you out. <laughs> That has happened to me. Seriously? <laughs> oh, yeah. She came out and said, oh, yes. hey, I'm sorry, woman. It's your fault for having the house right, on the golf right, course. Right, right, right. She if didn't want to hear that. If you live there, nope. I'm going to hit it there. She didn't want to hear that. Nope. Mm. Nope. I think it's her fault. She actually told me I sucked. <laughs> it's comedy now. right about that. She, yeah. You're in the house. It's a yeah. fair, it's a fair right. criticism. Some choice words, and the, the parting shot was, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can mean, laugh you, at it now. Do you mind if I hit out of your garden? Is that yeah, okay? Please? No, it was a drop. Easily yeah, a drop. Take the drop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the NBA uh, Western Conference uh, semifinal. The finals actually begin tonight. Game number one out there in Golden State. And I know, like, you, you know, we had our buddy Tim Doyle on yesterday, and he talked about how much he loves the Mavericks in this series. And, and Pritch, I get it. Like, I, I, I love the Mavs, too, to make this a very competitive series. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if I'm on board with everybody that they're going to win this series, okay? Because as Tim said yesterday, it's Luka and a bunch of really good players. But you still look at Golden State, and they got Hoffers right. all over the place. Clay, Steph, Draymond. I mean, those are three guys I think that are headed for the Hall of Fame, mm. okay? And so I look at this, and I wonder if there's different ways that you might want to handicap this. So you're getting the good plus money at plus $1.85. But it's almost like that Boston-Miami theory. And, again, we're not taking into account COVID as it's now affecting the Eastern Conference Finals. And I hope it's something we don't have to take into account for this one. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you almost want to say, let's wait before I fire on that plus 185. See what happens in game one tonight out there in Golden State. Right. And if it doesn't go the way of the Mavs, What's that number going to look like tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, everything's different. Even though what one game separated these two teams from home court advantage, if you think about it, I mean, uh, Dallas had uh, the lead. They beat them head-to-head -head three to one. Uh, but it was one game, one or two games that separated right? them from a home court advantage and, and not having home court here. But Draymond's back. He wasn't available earlier on in the year. Uh, Luka is playing out of this world. Uh, and so how do you handicap that? Like, I, I don't care what Golden State tries to do. Can you stop a player the way that Luke is playing right now? So I, I work backwards. So is this seven games? Is it six games? Mm. Right? And so home court advantage is going to be vital because I don't know if you're beating Dallas at home the way that they've been playing. And Golden State, we'll see how they step up. They're turning the ball over a lot, which you go back to the Memphis series. Memphis should have won that series, to be honest with you. Yes. Um, but – but it is a firepower and a pedigree. The conference finals, a situation, too, that, that the Warriors have been into. Uh, and then you think about Luka, Luka, he's out of this world. But all those other players are in this moment for not – it's not comfortable. Is it comfortable for these guys, right, these role players? So 
Uh, it, there's so many variables. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I would rather wait, gather some intel, knowing that Dallas is so potent at home. You know, I, I think it's a great way to look at it, kind of going from behind and working backwards, as you say. And again, listening to my inner Tim Doyle from yesterday's conversation, he believes Mavs aren't losing at home. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, we're going seven, I would think. But but then that would leave the opportunity that it could be done in six right. if Dallas could steal one earlier in this series in Golden State. So I look at the number at five and a half tonight, and I go, okay, I might lean towards Dallas with the points, but I don't know if they win the game outright. I, I just think at the end – the Splash Brothers, Draymond, mm. they're going to figure out a way to hold on. They know how important home court is, knowing how difficult it's going to be to win in Dallas. And to your point, Dallas winning three out of four in the regular season is not something to just throw away in the postseason. No, it's not. I mean, even go back to the previous series against Phoenix, Dallas almost covered the six. Uh, six or six and a half, I can't remember the number exactly. Uh, Dinwiddie didn't hit a shot. Go buffs right there. <laughs> so... Um, no, I, you know, you look at this number now, it's five and a half. It's a key number to me because uh, the Mavs, they look like they're capable of covering. I, I don't know how the Warriors are going to defend the five-out offense and certainly the dribble penetration and kick out. And if they're knocking down threes like they're capable of doing, I, I don't know how the Warriors are going to defend that. You know, looking back at game seven in Phoenix – and it really didn't matter who they put on Luka. He just put him in the spin cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever he wanted to do, if he wanted to do a fadeaway, if he wanted to take it to the rack, if he wanted to kick the open shooters. I mean, Luka had his way, right? right. So I, I think now you kind of look at the series here and you go, well, who's going to check Luka? And that was, a, 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 I think, a pertinent question that you asked at the beginning of this conversation. And the, the common theory is you put Draymond on Right, sure. But the problem is if you look at the numbers – in the regular season, at least, Luka ate him up, right? That was not a good matchup for Golden State. So, you know, Steph is a much improved defender these days, and I know even in the the press circles, they ask Steph about his defense. He smiles. He's like, like, are you finally guys giving me credit for my defense? Because everybody always thought I was a liability. So can Steph really stay with him? But does that take away from Steph's offense if he's going to grind at the defensive end against Luka? But also combinations on the floor, too. I mean, I think with Poole – and Clay, Clay has to have a better series early on than yeah. he did the last series, in which I'm looking forward that that's going to be the case. I think Clay is going to step up and knock down shots. But the combinations on the floor, whether it's Brunson or, or Dinwiddie, uh, outside of Luka, that's still going to be a matchup uh, problem, I think, for Golden State. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they, they have so much length. Uh, the backcourt, too, can get after Steph. Uh, they can wear him down. And, well, he, and he's not a, and he's a not young shooting player. Great right, he's, now. right. He's shooting about 32%. Sure, he's which not is a, way low right, for him. Right. And so, Luca, the way he's playing right now, too, on top of that, and how he's scoring. I mean, the four games against Golden State, but yeah, 26, 25, 34, and 41. I mean, you book him for 30. Yeah. He's somewhere in that. <laughs> he's averaging well over 30 right now in the playoffs, too. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's game one that they get. Um, I don't know if it's going to be game five that they get or game seven, but it feels like six or seven for this series either way. I agree. I I think we're going deep. Uh, I will say this. My initial handicap feels like I loved Miami yesterday. Mm -hmm. I I, I will say this. Boston first half, it almost like was feeding off the energy and not having Smart and Horford. Maybe they put their best foot forward early. I wonder if this similar situation plays out tonight. Dallas comes out gang, but still feeling it, right, from beating Phoenix. And does that wear off in the second half like it wore off for Boston? So almost a, almost look like a potential flip-flop scenario here okay. when you play Dallas in the first half and maybe look at if it goes that way right. and look at Golden State in that second half 
to kind of wear them out and then see if those Game 7 legs start to show effect, which I think it showed sure. for Boston. Sure, absolutely, without Horford and without Smart. I mean, absolutely it did uh, in that third quarter in particular. Uh, but in this one, too, I mean, they're so methodical on offense. Yeah. They're a half court, and then Luka does what he does. He's so ball-dominant, too. I, I don't know how worn down they are unless they have the extra energy defensively. Don't they, you think – and I know Golden State's older, mm-hmm. but the key here is run them. Sure. Run Dallas. I think Golden State's pace is up, though, uh, because of that Memphis series. Yes. Um, uh, and, and, you know, you think about that series a little bit, too. I mean – it's fascinating to me that gold, excuse me, that Dallas can play either style. It depends can. on who's on the floor, too. Uh, so that's something I think Golden State's going to have to adjust to. I'm not, I have not bet this game uh, yet because I want to wait until we get closer. Because, uh, you know, learning from the Heat and the Celtics, I, I want to get closer to this game, even though that number uh, is sticking out. I, if you can find a six or oh, that boy. happens, then – then look out, right? I would say this, and again, you look at that total right around 214.5. Steve Mackinan's coming up next, and he's got great numbers, mm-hmm. too, on some of these higher totals that you see in finals. So, again, remember yesterday, the Miami total got bet down, and it easily went over. So, you know, sometimes read between the tea leaves a little bit. We'll see where this number moves. But right now, it's still staying right around 214.5. We'll get Steve's thoughts on that, a kind of an overview as well. A reminder again, after Steve, we're going to have Carl Paulson coming up uh, from the PGA Championship in next hour. We're going to have Lou Finnecaro. He's got some great hockey numbers as well to go along with the uh, UFC. We've got a really good sneaky card uh, this weekend, too. Holly Holm is back, the former queen of the Bantamweights. She's back against Ketlin Vieira. So we're going to break down that main event as well. Whew, we got a big show. We got lots to get to. So don't go anywhere. It is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Spring special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have the best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. We've got lots of NFL preseason coverage as well. Yes, the NFL is not that long, far away. Not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And Pritch, you know, on a Wednesday, that means we get the great numbers mm-hmm. that our Point Spread Weekly editor, Steve Mackinnon, has to offer. Again, follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Steve Mackinnon. Steve, welcome back to the show, my friend. Let's talk before we look ahead with some of your trends that I find very interesting here uh, in the Western Conference, maybe that would be applicable there. Anything surprise you about game one last night from a number standpoint with Miami and Boston? Mike and I already talked about how hard it was to handicap once the news of Al Horford and and the COVID protocols. But anything else really stand out from game one for you? Well, you know, actually, uh, according to the numbers, though, once that uh, line shifted out of that small favorite range up to, if you want to call it the big favorite range, up to the five points, 
Uh, you, you had to start thinking Miami at this point uh, based upon the historical numbers, like I've said. Uh, small favorites uh, have been pretty pretty bad in the conference finals. Uh, you, you look at the, the favorites of minus four and a half or more, especially number one seeds. Uh, when they're favored, favored by less than four and a half, they're 13 and 26 straight up in 14, 24 and one against the spread. So once that thing moved above that five number, uh, the heat looked a little more comfortable to me. Yeah, you know what, Steve, too? I mean, Dave and I were talking about this a little bit, like trying to handicap uh, looking ahead, too. I mean, it, it kind of gets difficult now with the COVID situation. But I, I from a from a number standpoint, um, as a better, going back and forth, trying to cap that situation, I, they're just, just so difficult. Like, any advice uh, moving forward now that obviously we can see that games in the NBA and playoffs here can be affected with this way? got to be honest Mike I, I agree with I, I absolutely hate it yeah. uh it's it's abs- absurdity at to this point where I was still on the deal with that now you look at the fact that you, you're going down to game two you, the game one the Celtics were in a difficult spot anyway right you know they had uh they were coming off a emotional series game seven win just two days before uh the heat had a longer rest than that uh you have the two starters being out obviously the depth problem uh, hopefully we see a Celtics team that's a little closer to full strength moving forward here. I think we can handicap the series better. But uh, uh, the story, recent history shows that the zigzag theory is alive and well in the uh, in the conference finals. So something definitely to consider. Well, let's go right there. And I'm glad you said it, Steve, because, again, not just from what we do, but even the fans' perspective, it's tough to try to figure out. And I'm glad the NFL did what they did. They just said, hey. We're not, we're not testing anymore. We're, we're playing unless you don't feel well, and then we'll deal with that. Uh, let's talk about that zigzag theory because you mentioned it here, Steve. Uh, over the last two conference final series, teams coming off outright losses in the conference finals games are 13-6 and six straight up and 14-4-1 ATS in their 19 follow-up games uh, that, that have lost by single digits are 13-4 and four under the total in their next game. So how applicable do you think this might be in game two if we don't have to worry about the COVID situation there? Okay, so here, here's an interesting theory, too. The, the zigzag theory tends to work better when the team loses bigger for whatever reason. Mm. So if you go back, uh, I, let me pull up the number here where I can find it. Uh, uh, I don't have it. It's in the article here, but what I'm going to tell you here is that if you got a, a team that loses by single digits, Coming back the next game, they're not as effective. Mm. So the fact that Boston lost by double digits last night actually plays into their hands historically by trends. And the number's up for game two here. Miami now four-point favorite, so you might be getting a little bit better of that number here to the zigzag theory. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, in this series, too, uh, against Dallas and and Golden State, uh, curious about the total, Mm -hmm. 214.5 here. uh, Because you think about the firepower, right, Uh, on the side of the Golden State Warriors, uh, but you were saying something here What Points for Weekly. You pointed out uh, high totals have met unders uh, of the 36 games in the last seven conference final seasons with totals right around 216 and a half. We're not there. We're at 214 and a half. Uh, 23 of them have gone under mm. the total. Yeah, ironically, the higher the totals in recent years, the better the chance of an under. Now, you get a situation here where you got Golden State playing, and they're not quite the team they were uh, we're, we're used to seeing the, with the high-flying score output here, but uh, there's a chance this series could, maybe if you get a couple under or overs in a row here, 
you get into a situation where you see these numbers creep up within the 217 range, and then it's time to hit the unders at that point. One interesting thing I want to talk about here is the game ones. Last night's game here with uh, Miami and Boston was the fifth straight game one that went over the total. Okay, so uh, if you look at this, perhaps this uh, Mavericks-Warriors uh, game going over tonight, game twos of those four games previously that went over dropped by 24 points per game. So there was some serious defensive adjustments, and all four of those games went under. You know, that's interesting, too, because yeah. we just talked about the zigzag theory uh, you know, basically on the side. But, but Steve, I wonder, does that correlate for, for a zigzag theory for the total? Because I'm already looking for game two, and that number is up to 207.5 for Boston and Miami. You throw in the defensive adjustments that you just mentioned with the total ticking up because the public's going to look at the recency bias and go, boy, that game went well over. You might be, be, be getting the better of the number here, right, Steve, in game two to play that zigzag theory for the under? Yeah, I think you're exactly right there, Dave. You, you also got a situation where typically these game ones to game twos are only that single full day of rest. So uh, uh, not quite as rested teams coming into uh, game two as they were into game one usually. So that often leads to uh, some lower scores as well. All right, let's go on to what other betting trend that I found very interesting in Point Spread Weekly that you've identified. And I'm going to need you to explain it to me here, Steve, because I am just a layman. When Miami and Golden State, they both won about 65% of their games uh, in the regular season. But you say that teams that, that, uh, that winning 70% of regular season games is a key benchmark when you get to this stage of the NBA playoffs. Those teams that, that did win 70% and weren't facing a 70% team are 8-1 and one in the series and 32-16 and 16 in individual games. Can you break that down a little bit and why that might be bad news for Golden State and Miami? Yeah, I guess what we're looking at here is we got two, you know, call them series favorites now that aren't as good as the usual favorite that's playing at this level. Uh, a lot of parity, I guess, in, in both conferences this year, besides Phoenix. There's a lot of parity in, in both conferences this year. That doesn't bode well for favorites at this level of the season. Uh, so that's definitely something to consider. Now, uh, hoping we're going to get to this next one. I'm going to bring it up just personally because the, one, of the, one of the key things to look for in this round is how the teams fared in the first two rounds. Teams that played fewer games in the first two rounds, basically, you could consider that uh, just a, a fatigue aspect or the fact that they're playing better because they didn't lose as many games. They're on a 15-1 and series run wow. in the conference finals. So that benefits uh, Golden State in this case. Boston and Miami played equal number of games in the first two rounds, but Golden State did play two less than Denver or Dallas. Yeah, and that's interesting because yeah. that's something, too, that, that Mike and I have talked about a little bit here early, that – I get it that the general public is going to love Dallas tonight because of what they saw in game seven in Phoenix. But I wonder if those legs and, and it felt like, again, the attrition of not having the bodies for Boston. Could that show up in the second half tonight for Dallas? Maybe they look good in the first half here, Steve. But to your point, when you're playing more games like Dallas is than Golden State at some point, that's going to become an issue, correct? Yeah, and they're packed in i mean it's not like you're you're playing uh, the course of uh, a three-week series these have been a little more packed than usual so th there's fatigue to deal with at this point all right so yeah. let's see how that plays out here uh for game one you see the, the warriors again right now about five and a half in that total at uh, 214 and a half uh steve hey uh, incredible stuff as always you got to check it out point spread weekly follow him on twitter at steve mackinan and steve very quickly who do you like in the golf this week at the pga championship 
<laughs> well, I'm just hoping Scotty Scheffler doesn't do what he did to the Masters field. <laughs> I'd like to like to watch something pretty competitive this weekend, and uh, hopefully we see a, a, a Sunday that uh, makes us all remember a nice tournament. How about that? We don't yeah. want Scotty Scheffler to <laughs> no. run away and hide like he did at Augusta. Steve, appreciate the time and the information as always, my friend. Thank you, guys. There he is, everybody. Steve Mackinan. Uh, check it out. But it really is. It's fascinating numbers. I do think you can find some correlations in there. Oh, yeah. And, and certainly today, I just – I think what Steve brought up there about the the, the teams that have played more games mm-hmm. in the first couple of rounds that does that that's looking at you, Dallas. So again, before right. we all just hop on Dallas because they're the hot team right now after what they did to Phoenix. Remember that we saw play out with Boston last night in the second half. I just wonder if those legs and that that becomes an issue in the second half tonight. Okay, when we come back, we're going to Southern Hills. And our guy Carl Paulson is there on the grounds to help us break down what we might see for the next four days at the PGA Championship. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in Vison, the Sports Betting Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Think you know who's going to score the first basket? We'll take a fearless shot in the NBA playoffs with BetMGM. Just placed a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA playoff game or create a parlay of multiple first basket score bets from different games. If your wager loses, you receive your original stake back and free bets up to $25 with first basket score insurance from BetMGM. Now you can throw down that bold bet with confidence. Don't miss out on all the exciting NBA postseason action with the King of Sportsbooks featuring one-game parlays, live betting options, and daily boosted odds specials on some of the biggest showdowns in basketball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All Promotions are subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or New York. 
Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And Pritch, our next guest, Carl Paulson, he and I both went to high school together. Mm -hmm. One Patriots. of us, to Patriots, first colonial, shout out FC. One of us went on to host this show. The other went on to the PGA Tour and now, of course, does a great job on SiriusXM Inside the Ropes. I listen to it almost daily on our way into work. CP, how are you, my friend? And how is Tulsa treating you, my good man? Tulsa is treating us very well. The PGA of America is one of my favorite entities in the game of golf. They do such a great job, the grassroots of, of the game, the uh, all the members in the trenches, the 28,000 plus members in the trenches, uh, you know, putting all these tournaments off and giving all the lessons and everything. So this is a special week for me and I'm really enjoying myself. Now, the weather is a little sticky. Ooh, so we're, we're expecting maybe some high winds we're hearing here in the first two days, and normally we're not weathermen, but it really is important uh, to a major tournament to try to break down who we like here, odds-wise, CP. Let me start right there, because Pritch and I have been talking about it all morning. It feels like wide fairways, bombers could be in vogue, but everybody's talking about chipping and putting. What's the number one skill you have to have this week to win at Southern Hills? Well, I don't think the driver is going to be as important in terms of left and right. Now, I do think this is a pretty big golf course. It's 7,556 uh, <laughs> yards, I think, is the scorecard. Uh, like, then they're hitting some tee shots over some greens. It's a little bit wild. The tracking is a little bit wild this week, and it's going to be interesting to see how that all comes down. But I, you're going to have to get the ball up and down. You're not going to hit a whole lot of greens out here. Uh, we got some long holes. We got a lot of upside down cereal bowls as I like to call them <laughs> balls are definitely going to be bounding off of these greens. The chipping areas, the grass isn't cut quite as tight as I thought it was going to be. Uh, so there's a little bit of cushion underneath there, which is going to make it easier for the players. And we just had our, uh, our weekly production call with the PGA of America and Kerry Haig, who is the guy who's in charge of ch setting up these championships, in my opinion, the best in the world at his job. Uh, they're topping the rough off at two and a quarter inches. Now, what that tells me is we're going to get a lot of guys that are going to try and be pulling off some shots that they might shouldn't try to pull oh. off. So we're going to see some, we're going to see some high scores. Now, of course, we're also going to see some guys that play well out of the rough because at that length, if you do get some decent lines, you can get the ball on the green, but it's, it's going to be very hard to uh, control the spin on the golf ball. Carl, awesome to talk with you. Uh, heard a lot about the Patriots. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I, for, as a former golfer, I got to uh, get some intel from you because of the staggering stat. You know what I'm talking about. With all major golf winners at Southern Hills led after 36 holes, that's rang true 10 times. Uh, so what is it about this course that holds this trend 10 times like this? And, okay, what golfers or, or will golfers understand that trend and maybe try to go out early on in the earlier two rounds. I have no idea where that trend came from. I heard that or, or yesterday and I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. That's got to be wrong. Somebody's messed up their research. There's no way that this is possible. It makes no sense to me. This is a, a very, very tough golf course. And to have somebody lead after 36 then lead after 54 and then win the championship just says that whoever won these championships in, in the respective years, uh, they were just playing better than everybody else. I, I, that, that whole thing doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think people are going to try to get off to a hot start. This is not one of those golf courses that you go out there and say, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to pound driver in every hole and I'm going to go after every flag. If you do that, I promise you, 
you will have the weekend off. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, you know, it's fascinating because, uh, you know, Mike and I are looking at these names and there's so many numbers that I go, wow, I like this guy mm-hmm. at that number. And I like this guy at that. There's only going to be one at the end of the week. I guess we have to start with Scotty Scheffler, right? Because we know this is a golf course that he says is his favorite golf course. He's won in this golf course as a member of the University of Texas, right? Shout out to the Longhorns. And yet, even though he is the smallest favorite on the board, along with John Rahm at 12 to 1 at BetMGM, I still feel like he's being overlooked. Are we in the middle of a Scotty Scheffler grouping of major championships, or is he going to revert back to the guy that I don't know that we saw winning four times already in one calendar year here in 2022? Well, here's the beautiful thing about this new schedule, right? With the major championships being bunched together, there's one every month for four months. Uh, That is a time period that you can continue to play good golf. And, you know, he is, he is hot at the right time. And I don't see any reason why he doesn't play well this week. And if he's not in your conversation of people that you think are going to play well and have a, have a chance this week, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, other players, too, uh, uh, Carl, that I'm looking at, uh, you know, whether they're going to be outrights or top 10 finishers or, or even top 20. I mean, Brooks Kepka, nobody's really talking about him. I know he's coming back from injury. Uh, DJ, he's a big hitter. We know about how long he can hit it. But, you know, chipping and putting comes into play, too. Uh, and then Jordan Spieth, can you speak about these players and where you think they are coming into the PGA Championship? Big question mark on Brooks Koepka. I love Brooks Koepka. I love the fact that he plays tough tournaments and he comes into a major and says, I've only got to beat 15 people. Somehow he's convinced himself of that. And uh, I don't know how he's done that, but he has convinced himself that majors are easier to win. Uh, he proved that to us, uh, winning four uh, you know, major championships in a couple-year period and contending since then in a bunch of major championships. Just a big question mark with, with the injuries. You know, Is yeah. that knee completely healed? We haven't seen him play in a whole lot and uh, all the other stuff that he's dealing with body-wise. If he can make it around pain-free, of course he'll be in, the, in contention. DJ is another uh, a bit of a question mark for me just because of current form uh, with that great play that we saw last year and the year prior to that. Uh, he just hasn't he just hasn't played as well this year. So, um, you know, he's working hard, and he's trying to kind of get out of that winless funk that he's in. But... Um, I, I certainly wouldn't put it against him to, to play well this week. He's got the talent. Now, Jordan Spieth is a completely different story. We're talking about a guy that has won and finished second in his last two starts. And we're talking about a guy that loves major championships. And we're talking about a guy that probably in my mind right now has the best short game, although the putter has not been cooperating with him in terms of strokes gained uh, this year. He's up in the one eighties somewhere, but he's still incredibly magical and the artistry that he he presents to all of the people that are out there watching around the greens has not lost a touch and I I think that with his chipping and the way that he works his way around the golf course and now that he's hitting the ball better than he ever has on the PGA Tour I think he is going to be uh, he's going to be tough to beat this week I only have two minutes left but by the way I heard you say on the radio today CP sneaky pop that Jordan Spieth has sneaky pop off the tee. So he yeah. can be a little bit longer than, than people think. Yeah. We almost went through the whole segment and didn't mention Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, 
Carl, I know he says he still thinks he can win. We're seeing some numbers out here as high as 99 to one. They're double dog daring you to take Tiger, right? I guess, I guess. Look, I, the amazing thing to me is that Tiger actually thinks he can win this tournament. I want to be inside of his brain and, and just understand what it takes to think like he does because he's a different breed. He does. He is not like the rest of us. And uh, I, w- I would love to have that feeling and have that confidence that I thought I could win this tournament. I think he makes the cut. If he plays well, I'll finish around 20th. I like that idea. Yeah. That, I, I like those numbers there. Uh, 90 seconds ago, CP, I, I think you're very good at this because you know the course, you walk the course, you're out there. <laughs> What's the winning score look like to, to you come Sunday? And I know you got to factor in that weather. Are we talking double digits or is this a single-digit no. winner? No, no double digits in my mind. Now, watch somebody go out there and shoot 16 under and make me look like an idiot. But uh, I'm thinking somewhere between six and eight under par wins this tournament. And I haven't even told you yet because oh. we haven't talked about the guy that's going to win this week. Who? That's, that's Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. It's been almost a decade, CP. He's back in the yep. winner's circle. What is it about Roars that you like this week? Uh, the fairways, the last time they played here, the fairways were 27 yards wide. They're 40 yards wide. This is a big golf course. I saw him hit a drive 380 yards yesterday on a 527 yard hole. He hit driver wedge. Totally convinced me watching him play one hole that he's going to win this week. Wow. Okay. We got only 30 <laughs> seconds left. CP, how, how's the back? And, I, and I, we're going to see you out there in the champions tour. Yeah, the back is uh, so-so, and uh, watching guys practice makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit, so <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to see me on the champ store, my friend. <laughs> then we're just going to keep listening to you on SiriusXM Radio because you do a All great right. job. CP Mission, man, it's great to have you on the program. Yeah. Enjoy Southern Hills. Thank there you, is, buddy. Carl Paulson, it's great to have an old buddy from high school oh, and seeing him shine out there in the Rory. PGA Tour. How about that? We'll talk more about that, plus the NBA. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 